And you can tell them I got this Haters can try but can't stop this Sitting up promptly, wallowing on my conscience It's haunting with faults, I deliver to exhaustion Try to keep steady and I deal with all the nonsense I'm on a straight path trying to be legendary This ain't hard to be cards up in February I know it's necessary, it's my time to counteract I've been ready for war, I call this battle Alrighty, hello and welcome. This is the MMA Reaction. I'm your host, E. Koi Ivy, and we actually have quite a few things to talk about. Uh, it's been pretty interesting uh, MMA weekend. Uh, I'm going to start off with the card that happened just yesterday, or I guess earlier tonight, uh, if you will. UFC on ESPN1. This is the very first uh, like primetime ESPN card which featured a main event between Francis Ngannou and, of course, Cain Velasquez. <clears throat> As you probably already know, it only lasted 26 seconds, and uh, Francis got the, I guess, TKO slash knockout win. Uh, probably due to injury, but it did look like uh, Cain took a couple knocks. Um, it, the claim here is that Cain Velasquez's knee blew out, which I think it did. I mean, in the replay, it didn't look like it, it didn't look like an ACL where it, like it slammed inside. Um, but there was definitely something wrong with his knee. But just prior to Cain's knee blowing out, he took a pretty hard hook uh, in the clinch from Nago and Nago, and it looked like he dropped him. So it's probably a combination of both things where Cain absolutely took a hard shot. Uh, from probably the hardest hitting dude in the, the world of MMA, and his knee uh, probably gave out and buckled. It is kind of interesting to me. Now you realize that Cain Velasquez was the main event on the very first Fox card ever. This was I can't remember what year this was, but the very first one. Ironically, he was on a blown out knee, got knocked out by JDS Junior Dos Santos. Flash forward. Eight years later, seven years, seven or eight years later, he's on the very first card in the main event on an ESPN card. His knee gets blown out and he gets knocked out. Weird MMA gods, you know what I mean? So, really hard to watch. Uh, I was really, really hoping that uh, Kane would return. The Kane of old would, would be back. And honestly, he just looked like an old man. Um, it's sad, man, because Kane has had many layoffs where he'd fight, and then he's off for one or two years, and he fights again, and then he's off for one or two years, and he fights, and then he's, then he's off for one more two years for shoulder surgery, back, knees, all kinds of problems and ailments. He just can't ever seem to stay healthy. But a, a, a healthy prime Kane Velasquez is better than any heavyweight we've probably ever seen. I mean, dare I say, even better than Fedor. Um, so it's really unfortunate to see. I think we're probably looking at the last time we ever see Cain Velasquez in a cage fighting, probably. He's 36. Didn't look tremendous. Um, so it's really kind of sad. Uh, where does he go from here? Probably retirement. Uh, if not, I mean, I guess heal up that knee, have another surgery, and then see where you want to go from there. In terms of Francis, though, uh, Francis looked 
good. I mean, for the most part, um, you know what's kind of interesting, though, is that Kane started the fight with high kicks. Like, he threw, like, two or three high kicks to open up the fight. Um, I thought that was kind of strange. What, what are you doing, man? I mean, I don't know that that necessarily contributed to the result of the fight, but I thought it was kind of a strange tactic. I thought he would just go immediately into the wrestling, uh, get clinched. However, I will say, when Kane did try to engage in that clinch, that's where he got hit, and that's where he got dropped. So... Not for nothing, uh, Francis Engano did some kind of homework. He did some kind of work for, for uh, preparing for that takedown. Uh, he's a very enormous, abnormally strong human being who hits harder than probably anybody we've ever seen ever. Um, so what's next for Engano? I don't know. I had suggested that maybe we see a Stipe Miocic rematch. I, I don't think there's a lot of um, desire for that fight from Stipe. I don't think Stipe wants to fight him again. Uh, he pretty much only wants the DC fight, which DC doesn't want any parts of Stipe. I don't think at this stage in DC, DC's career he wants anything to do with a challenge uh, or a potential loss. So uh, he's going to just keep campaigning for that Brock fight because it's a fight he knows he can win which kind of sucks for for these heavyweights who, who can really pose a challenge. Uh, mind you, I don't think Stipe beats DC, and I don't think Francis beats DC, especially with Daniel's wrestling acumen. He's not going to beat... Uh, Francis isn't going to beat him. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing a Stipe-Francis uh, rematch. Let's see where Francis is at in terms of uh, retooling and adjustments made and see if that fight plays out a little bit different because... Francis, not for nothing, did have some success in that fight with Stipe. It wasn't just Stipe boxing him up. I mean, that was the end result, but it wasn't as if that was the whole fight. So, I mean, why not? Uh, heavyweight's kind of held up right now anyway, so uh, it seems like a pretty reasonable fight to me. Uh, the co-main event was James Vick versus Paul Felder. This was a three-round decision. Um, I thought Vick was going to win... Uh, but Paul Felder deservingly got the decision. He had better offense and, and frankly, was just way more active. Um, Vic did have his moments of uh, offense, and he just he couldn't. I just he couldn't quite keep Paul Felder at distance, and he couldn't quite just get off on his combinations. So, um, although he did have some some success, uh, really, Paul I think controlled most of the fight. Um, I think some people had Vic winning the second round, but I mean, Paul look, Paul's a beast, man. He's a damn good fighter, and for him to be able to to time a spinning back fist and close the distance on Vic, who's who's very tall, uh, was really impressive, and uh, should be commended for commended for his his fight. I mean, I think he did a really good job. Where does what does this mean for Paul Felder in, in the lightweight division? Does it mean a title fight? No, I don't think so. Before this fight coming in, Paul wasn't even ranked. Uh, Vic was ranked number 10. Paul was unranked. So not that this matters because rankings are kind of horseshit the way they do them. But theoretically, Paul should be at least 10th now, right? So maybe we'll throw him a, you know, a 9, 10, 8, 7 guy, something like that. Um, anybody that they throw at Paul Felder is going to be a challenge for both guys. So um, for Vic... 
man, I don't know. Uh, he lost to Gaethje by TKO, lost to Paul uh, by this decision. I mean, I guess you just keep him at that same level, you know, unranked opponents and uh, try to regroup. I, I'm curious, though, is if maybe it's the weight cut that's just taken too much out of him. Dude's a giant lightweight. At six foot three, you know, however many pounds he is, maybe maybe 170 would be a better option, and, and maybe maybe you'd, your peak performance would actually be better if you weren't cutting so much weight. Um, and I'd love to see Vickett at welterweight, see what he can do. Uh, Cynthia Calvillo gets a decision win over Courtney Casey. This was actually a much tighter competition than people, I think, people thought uh, going into this fight. Uh, Courtney Casey, up to before this fight, had some of the worst takedown defense in, in any of the strawweight division. Uh, she didn't get taken down at all in this entire fight. Now, partly because Calavillo wasn't super persistent about getting the, getting the takedown. But when she did clinch up, Casey acquitted herself quite well. And um, it was a competitive fight. Um, Calavillo definitely won the decision, but it was not a runaway victory. Casey definitely gave her a really hard fight and exposed some of the liabilities that Calavillo has defensively in the striking department. Um, Calavillo won. She started... She started talking about how she wants to tie, She wants to fight Tatiana Suarez. Good luck. Tatiana is a dominant wrestler and a, a real, real prospect in that upper echelon strawweight division. Um, I think Tatiana would be a very, very tough, very tough fight for, uh, for Cynthia. Not that she couldn't win. I mean, in this game, it's so hard to predict who is and isn't going to win and where everybody's at but you got to think that Tatiana Suarez would would make easy work of Calvillo not not disrespectful but just I think Tatiana's on a different level right now Cynthia is a a really a really good talent a very tough fighter but I think right now Tatiana's maybe not someone I would call out right now but nonetheless that's what she wants for a title eliminator fight title eliminator fight so We'll see where that goes. Uh, obviously, Kron Gracie made his UFC debut. He beat up Alex Caceres in two minutes of the first round. Uh, I mean, amazing performance from Kron. Amazing. And something I didn't expect. Now, I did I did think that, that Alex could win this fight. I thought that, you know, sometimes people underrate how good Alex is. And his record's not always reflective of how good he really is as a, as a mixed martial artist. But, you know, I just, I didn't expect Kron to come in there so calm, so cool, so collected. I mean, he was, he couldn't, he could not be bothered inside that cage. He looked like he, like he'd been born in that cage and he'd been in that cage a million times. It was really impressive. He was very smooth, made easy work of Alex Caceres, choked out, done i mean uh the confidence this man's amazing uh based on this performance you have to expect that he's the big things are expected for him like he's gonna he's gonna climb that ladder pretty fast and, and get in some real mega fights pretty soon and i can't wait for it i can't wait for it yay jujitsu right uh vincent luke and brian barbarina fight of the night war back and forth uh ended up being a stoppage win for Mr. Luke, great fight. Um, I think a little bit more competitive than people thought. 
Um, although, man, Vincent Luke, another guy, big prospect, big big plans for him. Um, Andre Feely, Miles Jury, that went to a decision. The 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 theme of that fight was definitely Feely's jab. Uh, the only real trouble that Feely ever got into, he got hit with a spinning back fist from Miles, kind of put him down a little bit. He got right back up, and then he started working that jab, 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 jab. Bloodied up Miles Jury from the first round all the way to the third round. Uh, I think Jury, Miles Jury might be the one of the bigger disappointments in the UFC. Like he came, he came in so high, people had these giant expectations of him, giant expectations, and he just never quite met that level of what people thought he was going to be able to do and it's kind of unfortunate um so who knows where jury goes from here i mean philly philly picked up a good win uh he lost his last fight and was complaining about it uh bitching about it not being a fair decision so i'm sure he's happy to be back in the winner circle and i'm happy to see him fight any mid-level lightweight uh good for him i'm happy for him uh, Algerman Sterling beats Jimmy v Rivera. This is something I did not expect. Algerman's a very, very good fighter. Super good fighter. Jimmy Rivera, I, I really hold him up high. And uh, for Algerman to beat him 30-27 across all scorecards, excellent. Um, I think he's really starting to come into his own. And look out for Algerman this year. I think you're looking for potentially a breakout fighter of the year uh, if he can continue this kind of pace. Other than that, that's pretty much ESPN on uh, ESPN on UFC, UFC on ESPN. Uh, overall, a, a pretty good card. I did not get to watch. Uh, I I didn't watch anything below the Algerman Sterling Sterling fight. So um, I don't want to give you any kind of false ideas about what I thought about those fights. Cause I have not seen them. Um, they're a little early in the day for me. Um, in terms of production, I thought the pace was a lot better. The Fox cards, particularly the FS1 cards, take fucking forever. The pacing is so slow, especially if you got 10 fights to watch on one network. I mean, you're, you're in front of that TV for six fucking hours. So I thought the ESPN's pacing and production was a lot better. We didn't have to watch every walkout when, when they cut back from commercial. The fighters were already in the cage ready to go. I really appreciated that. And I think it helps everything. It smooths the transition, the production. Everything's a lot better. Um, so let's get into Bellator 216. Um, there's not a lot of talking points, so I'm, I'm not really going to focus a whole bunch on the whole card. However, uh, we will talk about MVP, MVP Michael Venom Page versus Paul Semtex Daily. Um, I think a lot of people are saying that this fight was an absolute stinker. What a terrible display of mixed martial arts. Everyone said it was a boring, boring fight. It, it really wasn't that boring to me. I think what happens is, is that there's expectations, right? People have expectations of what they think these two fighters are going to do. And then when it doesn't happen, they attribute that to being a boring fight, not what they expected. So, the last thing on earth that we really expected was it to, for it to be a grappling match. Paul Daly is not a grappler. He's, he's not even a good wrestler. He's not even an average wrestler. He's a basic wrestler, and that's perfectly fine because that's not what he's known for. He's known for his hands. He's known for his stand-up, his striking, his knees. He's known for that kind of stuff. So 
for him to revert to wrestling, wrestling, especially a guy who's complained about wrestlers in MMA his whole career, starting with Josh Koscheck, because Josh Koscheck held him down for three rounds. That's why he got kicked out of the UFC, because he took a cheap shot at the end of that fight after they announced the decision, because Josh controlled him on the ground for the entire fight. It's hilarious or ironic or whatever you want to say that he reverted to wrestling with Michael Venom Page. And I think that's that attributes to just how how frustrating a fighter Michael Venom Page is if you're at his opponent. You can't touch him. You can't get inside on him. His, his movement is so smooth in and out. Lunge in, lunge back out, lunge in, lunge back out. That At this point, he just said, fuck it, man. I'm going to wrestle this guy, and I'm going to win that way. And I think that's what Paul's plan was. Here's the thing. Paul relatively easily out-wrestled Michael Venom Page, which is does not bode well for Mr. Page. Primarily because if Paul Daly can out-wrestle you, dude, you have no chance in the upper echelon, especially in this this uh, welterweight Grand Prix tournament that Bellator's putting on. Because I think his I think Douglas Lima is his guy coming up. Oof, you know. Never say never because styles still make fight. Even even in today's era of mixed martial arts, styles still make fights. And who's to say that MVP goes against Douglas Lima? I think it's him. I could be wrong about that. Don't hold me against that. But anybody who anybody in the upper echelon of the welterweight division in Bellator and Michael Venom Page can still start and can still time that big shot and still you know look like a world beater. But my goodness, if, if Semtex can out-wrestle him, he's in for a lot of trouble with the upper echelon of those welterweights. Uh, there's a lot of holes in MVP's ground game, his clinch game, his everything outside of his, his brilliant striking. So uh, we'll be keeping our eye on him and seeing how things go and how this tournament progresses. But uh, I think we as MMA fans got the answers we're looking for regarding what happens if Michael Venom Page gets wrestled. Well, it looks like he's going to, like, it looks like he's got a lot of problems. Um, you know, people were talking about that choke attempt. And to me, it never looked like he was even close. It never looked like he even, like, cinched it around the neck at all. Um, and that could, you know, you, gotta, you can't blame the guy. He's been doing karate forever. I mean, he's such a master at what he does. He is an absolute expert at what he does. You cannot become an expert in everything, especially coming into mixed martial arts kind of relatively late in the uh, combat world. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. The fight wasn't great, but it wasn't the complete stinker. I, it was okay. It was all right. I, was, I wasn't completely unentertained with it. So, um, other than that, Mirko Krokop gets a decision over Roy Nelson. Excellent, man. It's good to see... Krokop back in the winner's circle, very concerned about Roy Nelson. Couple losses, lost to lost to Sergey in his last fight by a knockout, and then lost to decision here. Man, he's really on the decline. It's really sad to see because I'm I'm a big Roy Nelson fan. So I don't know what they do with either one of these guys. But they're heavyweights. They're both in their 40s. I'm sure they'll fight to their 50. It seems to be the way heavyweight goes. Uh, Jack Congo beats Vitaly Minakov by decision, as we'd expect. Um, Bellator or uh, Ryan Bader had some things talk, some things to say about Czech Congo. It's kind of hilarious. Check his Twitter feed. I can't remember the exact uh, quote, but it's it's fairly interesting. Other than that, that's that's all the interesting topics for Bellator 216. 
Um, 215, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute, just the first fight, or the main event. Uh, real stinker for Bellator this weekend, man. I, I, I've been so high on Bellator lately. Just I, I thought they were, their production was good, and they're, they're really showcasing really good fighters. But this these two cards this weekend were... For lack of a better term, they're dog shit. They just were not that good and, and did not live up to the expectations that um, we expect for a competing fight promotion uh, of the UFC. So, uh, you know, do better, Bellator. That's what I think. Okay. So, of course, uh, everyone, everyone wants a piece of John Jones. Everybody wants a piece of John Jones. So, prior to the fight this weekend, Cain Velasquez had said... That he thinks he thinks he could beat John Jones. Well, obviously now after this fight, I think even more people think that's not possible. The funny thing is, is that Jones finally responded, and this is what he had to say: "Your confidence is going to have to be unlocked in order to beat me, my guy. You can't be talking about I think I feed off pictograms of self-doubt, and I can smell it from miles away." For now, let's just focus on fights ahead of us. My days, my heavyweight days are inevitable. Clever. Clever, clever. I, I really, I really, you know, I get a kick out of John Jones. Um, the fact that, I think, I don't think it's any secret that we think that John Jones is going to go to heavyweight at some point. And honestly, who is going to give John Jones a real challenge at heavyweight? Stipe? Maybe. Derek Lewis? Probably not. Uh, Curtis Blades, mm, probably not. Francis Engano, maybe. Daniel Cormier, well, we already know we've seen that two times already. Um, the fact that he that Jones knows wh where his he's at compared to other light heavyweights and heavyweights is is pretty substantial, and I would suspect that uh, I would suspect that he he could easily carry the heavyweight and the light heavyweight titles at the same time. If he really wanted to, uh, there are some fun matchups at heavyweight. I mean, at this point, just to keep John Jones out of trouble and keep fighting, I don't care what weight, weight division is at. I, I think it's pretty funny. Obviously, he's not going to be fighting Kane now. Um, maybe he wouldn't have anyway. But um, I think Kane was probably like the, one of the more interesting fights, actually. Um, to be honest with you. So uh, anyway. Real quick, Mitrione versus Sergey Kertanov. It ended in 15 seconds to a groin strike. Um, pretty brutal one too, to the point to where Sergey couldn't Sergey could not continue because of the pain. Uh, there was a report that said that Sergey did not have internal bleeding, but it did give him a hemorrhoid. How in the hell do you get kicked so hard in the balls that it gives you a hemorrhoid? How does that even work? Like, that's, that's crazy. Is that some, like, next-level fucking kick? I don't know. Uh, Mitrion had said that he apologized to Sergey, apologized, apologized to the fans, said that it wasn't his intention, obviously, and I don't think it was an intentional. It is unfortunate, uh, but that's combat sports, man. Sometimes these things happen. Uh, it's not all that common for a groin shot to end a fight. Usually the fighter takes his breast and takes five minutes if he needs it, and then they continue fighting. But for this one particular, it was so brutal that... Uh, Sergey's in the hospital with a hemorrhoid from a from a fucking groin shot, man. That's crazy. So maybe they do the fight again. 
Uh, they'll rebook it or whatever. Maybe they'll do that. I, I guess they probably will have to because it's not like there's a giant pool of heavyweights sitting in Bellator's stables. So uh, they'll probably rebook it, and then uh, life will be good. Boom. Finally, uh, something very interesting. So Khabib's suspended. Lightweight division is completely on hold. So who else but Max Holloway steps up and wants to fight Tony Ferguson at light heavyweight? Or I'm sorry, fuck at heavyweight or at lightweight. Too many, too many shit in my head. Uh, man, that's a tough fight. That's a really tough fight to call. I I have to favor Tony Ferguson. I mean, really, at, at this this stage in the game, I favor Tony over pretty much any top level lightweight. Um, I just think he's too skilled, too too wiry, too smart, too. He's like a fox, man. He's just so. So hard to kill, too. Um, Max's greatest asset is his, his combination boxing. I think we all know that. He's not a big kicker. He's obviously not a ground guy. I mean, he obviously has acumen. He can wrestle. He can jujitsu. He can grapple. He can clinch. But his, his bread and butter is the pace and that combination boxing. question is, can he put that pace and can he put that combination boxing on Ferguson? I mean, he, he, uh, sure, he could, 100%. But will he? I have to think. I have to think. No, I think if they do this for an interim title, it would be a fucking huge blockbuster fight, and it would be amazing. Um, but I'd have to favor. I think Ferguson's just too big, too strong, too, too, too creative, man. He just he's he's gonna find a way to win, like he like he always does. I mean, the fight really is Ferguson versus, versus Khabib, but because Khabib's suspended and he's not gonna do some stupid anti-bullying PSA for Nevada. It's funny, too, because, you know, because Khabib goes, oh, you want me to do an anti-bullying ad for Nevada, but you guys allow prostitution and alcohol and all these things that go against his his religious beliefs. It's kind of funny. Um, so we're going to have to wait this whole suspension out with Khabib. So fuck yeah, man. Let's, I mean, you don't even have to make an interim, interim title, really. Ferguson versus Holloway. That's a great fucking fight. That's a headliner, main event fight. Five rounds would be fucking incredible. Um, I can, and I hope they get it together. I really hope they get it together because I think it would be an amazing fight. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or statements, you have any comments for me, please hit me up at the MMA reaction at gmail.com or my Instagram page at the underscore MMA underscore reaction. And check this out because I'm going to put this on YouTube as well. So if you want to hit me up on there, it's just the MMA reaction uh, on YouTube. I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. I hope you have a good day, good weekend, good week. And then I will see you guys uh, on, the, uh, on the next one. Peace. Greatness is the recipe. Work harder than each and all of you. Can't you see and gotta prove you're wrong?